Well, praise the Lord, everybody. How are y'all today? I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the title is that we're going to be reading from so you can find it in your little book if you have this little book, Hold Me Up a Little Longer, Lord, by Marjorie Holmes. The title is, How Have I Grown as a Person? So, that is the title. I hope y'all are having a beautiful Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, today's Tuesday. I hope you're having a beautiful Wednesday. So, let's just see how he's going to use this to minister to us. He has just been on a roll with us these last, well, I would say about five devotions. They've all kind of just worked together, maybe more than that, but at least the last five have all kind of worked together. And so let's just see how this is going to fit into the mix. How have I grown as a person? Lord, help me to remember that true growth is always an inward thing. Growth of the secret self growth of the mind, growth of the spirit, and that no one can possibly take anyone's measure of progress but himself. These old college friends we've just visited in their palatial home, their walls are full of trophies from golf and tennis matches, souvenirs from travel, they belong to the best clubs, every son and daughter has a car and a couple of horses and goes to the finest schools. They're wonderful people, Lord, and they've climbed the ladder of success so fast it makes the head swim, especially when you're looking up from the lower rung. It's hard not to feel discontent with our own progress, hard not to be filled with envy. Rid me, please rid me of these unworthy emotions. Strip me of this too-handy, deceptive, materialistic measure. Give me a gauge for true growth, God, growth of the mind and spirit, and remind me its only accuracy and value is when I use it on myself. Looking back, am I a better person than I was a few years ago? Have I outgrown intolerance? How many plaques and cups could I claim for faults overcome? How far have I traveled in patience? How much have I gained in compassion and what have I learned about books and art and music and politics and people, about myself and the world around me? How much do I know? I don't want to be self-righteous or unrealistic about this, Lord. Surely it's natural and right to want more for ourselves and our children, to set economic goals, but don't let me be so dazzled by the outward symbols of success that I lose sight of the inner achievements. And one important achievement right now will be to rejoice in our friends' success, to love them and ask you to bless them. Thank you for their progress, Lord, and for our own. Guilty. I have been so guilty of comparing myself, where I'm at, my accomplishments in the materialistic way, my achievements in the materialistic ways, in the bank account and all of that, um, comparing myself to others. And I told y'all a few videos back how God had to strip me of everything 
he had to humble me because I did get so caught up in the bank account, the job, you know, and all of that. And in, in my marriage and I put, you know, I basically, I mean, oh God, I'm just going to be honest and real. You know, James was my God. I worshiped him. Um, I devoted time to our marriage and relationship and put God on the back burner. And um, I cared more about um, what the bank balance was uh, and didn't really thank God or appreciate him for that. There was just so much going on. And th that's just one aspect of my life. There, I mean, this has been a problem that I've had all through my life. I think it's just human nature to kind of like compare yourself to people. But we compare ourselves to people the wrong way. And I don't even know if I can even verbalize what I mean by that. But we compare our our social status, our, you know, our homes, our cars, our lifestyle, our kids, you know, all of that to other people. But that is so trivial. That is so trivial. And, you know, I've heard it said and I've seen it. No matter what your bank account, no matter what your social status is in life, when we die, we're all going to be buried in the same size grave. You know, we can't take anything with us, but we do take with us what's inside. What truly matters is, you know, are you a decent human being? Do you have a prayer life? Do you love the Lord? Do you live for the Lord? Do you live, um, by God's convictions for you. And I say for you because everyone has different convictions. You know, it's not a set in stone. This is how it's got to be. Everybody has different convictions. And the only way you're going to know yours and the only way I'm going to know mine is to have a relationship with the with the Lord and to have a prayer life. And um, I love how she said this. And this is, this is so true. Read... Be careful when you pray this to you. You better mean this. You better mean this because I've lived this. I didn't pray it. He just did it. But rid me, please rid me of these unworthy emotions. Strip me of this two-handy, deceptive, materialistic measure. Give me a gauge for true growth, God. Growth of the mind and of the spirit. And remind me it's only accuracy and value is when I use it on myself. See, I can't, I shouldn't try to gauge your um, growth in your mind and your spirituality. I mean, only God can do that and only you know where you're at. This right here, I lived it. When I tell you he stripped me, I lost everything, y'all everything and if you haven't watched that video this is just kind of highlight but i lost my marriage i lost my job i lost um my security with a steady income we had just purchased this house and i had house note car note utilities um when we purchased this house we were together but then we divorced 
And so I kept this house and everything that came with it, all the bills, all the responsibility, everything that came with it. And so, and at the time when we got this house and I, you know, we divorced, it was not an issue because I had a very good job making very good money and I could afford it. I didn't have a whole lot left over at the end of, you know, all the bills, but I, I was comfortable and I had plenty to, you know, live on. Um, but God stripped every bit of that away. He started with my marriage and went from there and I lost everything. And somehow he allowed me to keep this house. He allowed me to never miss a payment on anything. I was never late. I still don't know how that happened. I was never late and I never missed a payment and I never missed a meal. And my mom and I were talking about that. And I don't, I still to this day can't figure out how it happened because I told her, I said, the math just wasn't mathing <laughs> because I just, the money, I just, it just wasn't there, but yet it was there when it needed to be. And I still to this day don't understand how it all happened, but God stripped me because I had gotten so caught up with the materialistic. I had gotten so caught up with what the balance was in my checking account. And as long as I, you know, had money in there, I was safe and secure. No, I wasn't. But that's what this flesh was telling me. And God was like, but that's not your source. That's not your source. I'm your source. And he, he proved that to me by stripping me. My husband wasn't my source. My bank account wasn't my source. My job wasn't my source. But this was everything that I had put value and attention and my security in. And God began to do a work in me. And it started in 2017. And he began to strip. Well, he just stripped everything away. Okay. There wasn't even no kind. It just come from left field. Totally unexpected. Um, totally there was many nights of tears. Um, I would cry myself to sleep. I would sleep for a few hours and I'd wake up crying, cry myself back to sleep. You know, it was just, it was hard. It was the closest thing I've ever experienced to a true death was the death of my marriage, the death of my livelihood. And it was just full of just grief. And there would be moments I'd be okay. And then it would hit me like a ton of bricks and then it was horrible. It was horrible. But it was during that time that God began to do a work in me. And it was during that time where I realized I had nowhere to go. My mama couldn't help me. She wasn't financially where she could help me. Nobody was there. I literally depended on God for everything. I would get up every morning and I would hit that closet. I would hit that closet, that prayer closet. Now the Lord began getting me in my prayer closet before he stripped me of my job and stuff, okay? This was after my marriage had broken up and I was still, you know, I was like, okay, well, I still have a job. I still can pay the bills and I still had my, my faith, my focus was on my bank account and my income. That was my source. And as long as that was okay, then I was going to be okay. And I began hitting my prayer closet. Every morning I would get up before I would go to work. I would set my alarm clock. 
and I would go in there for um, 30 minutes to 30 to 45 minutes to an hour sometimes, and I would read my Bible and I would pray. That's when God began to do a work in me. And then it was during that process that I was blindsided and lost my job just out of the blue and uh, for no reason. I mean, I know now what the reason was, but I lost it for absolutely no reason. And there went my security in my, the only thing that I still had security in was my job and my income. Well, he stripped that. And that's when I fell to pieces. I'd already lost my marriage and now I've lost the only thing that I had, you know, was my security, what I considered my source. And he took that away too. But I was focusing on the wrong thing. I was putting too much energy on the materialistic and I wasn't where I needed to be inside as a person. But it was when I would hit those that prayer closet every morning because I went in there and I started praying for my marriage. I started praying for James and I. You know, I was praying that the Lord would reunite us and, and put us back together and, it, you know, be his will. Um, and I was praying for all of that. Again, I was focused on James. I was focused on me and him being together. And although I was going to my prayer closet, I wasn't focusing on God. I was going in there asking God to do this for me. Well, he had already stripped me of that, <laughs> you know, but he had to strip me of that to get me in that prayer closet because in that prayer closet, even though I was going in there praying for the my marriage to be brought back together, for it to be the will of God for James and I to be together, for it be the will of God for James and I to reunite, um, even though I was praying for that, he was still using that to start to work on me. And then when he could only get so far because, you know, my mind and where it was at, then he was like, and he stripped me of the rest. So there I was, totally 100% dependent on God because at that time I didn't have a husband and I didn't have a job. I had a mortgage, I had a car note, I had utilities what and we had just purchased this house so i learned real quick who my source was and i drew so close to god and y'all i'm gonna tell you and i can't tell you how it happened but every time a bill was due the money was there every time and when i tell you i didn't miss a payment I, there was no late charges. There was nothing late. It was always on time. I still to this day don't know how it happened. That's how I know what God can do in any situation. That's how I know that no matter what situation you're in, when it seems so impossible for us, nothing is impossible for God because I know what he did for me. And y'all, the math wasn't mathing. My mom and them couldn't help me financially. I didn't have a husband to help me. I had a house, all of the responsibilities. Delana was here going through nursing school. She didn't have a job because she was a full-time student. She couldn't help me pay bills. You know, it was scary. It was scary, but I learned so much through that. And it got my eye off a of man and people and stuff. 
and it got my attention and my focus 100% where it needed to be on God. So, when she says, rid me, please rid me of these unworthy emotions, strip me of this too handy, deceptive, materialistic measure, he did, y'all. He stripped me. He stripped me. And give me a gauge for true growth, God. Growth of the mind and the spirit. And remind me it's only accuracy and value is when I use it on myself. <sighs> he did it. Looking back, am I a better person than I was a few years ago? Truthfully and honestly, I think I am. Have I outgrown intolerance? Um, I'm better than I was. How many plaques and cups can I claim for faults overcome? Several. How far have I traveled in patience? How much have I gained in compassion? Oh my Lord, I've learned so much about being patient and compassionate. And I'm really proud of that. Not bragging or boastful, but at the same time, I'm so proud of that. And what have I learned? I have learned that my true source is God. It doesn't matter who's in my life and who's not in my life. It doesn't matter what my bank account says. It doesn't matter what stuff I have and what's around me. My true and only source is God. That's what it taught me. And I will never, ever, ever, ever forget that lesson because it was a hard learned lesson. And I don't ever want to have to relive that to relearn that. My true source is God. Bottom line, God gives, God takes away. If he stripped it all tomorrow, he's still my source. If James come in tonight and he's lost his job, he's still my source. If we lose this house next week, he's still my source. God, that's what I learned. No matter what, he's my source. What have I learned about myself and the world around me? I've learned that I can make a difference by smiling. I've shared that with y'all. Um, the world is hurting and hurt people hurt people. And we're in a spiritual warfare. The devil is out there seeking whom he may devour. And he is, if you have any sort of weakness that he can pick up on, he's on you like white on rice. And um, we have to keep our guard up at all times. That's what I've learned. And how much do I know? I know all I need to know by knowing that Jesus is my source, that I am nothing without God. The world ain't got nothing I want. And you may have more money than me. You may have a bigger house than me. You have, may have more cars, a newer car. You know, you may have the latest and greatest of everything. Wonderful, I'm happy for you. I am so happy where I am because I know who I am and who I belong to and I know who my source is. And I don't want to be self-righteous or unrealistic about this. Lord, surely it's natural and right to want more for ourselves and our children. To set economic goals. But don't let me be so dazzled by the outward symbols of success that I lose sight 
of the inner achievements. And one important achievement right now will be to rejoice in our friend's success. I rejoice in all of my friend's success. I rejoice in our kids' success. I want the best for everybody. Y'all, I'm so good. Like, I'm so good. God has been so good to me. I have no complaints. He is a wonderful God. So full of grace and mercy. And he has given me everything and more. <clears throat> excuse me. For what I need and want. And I just, I mean, as long as I have him and I have a relationship with him, that's of utmost importance to me. And the world may fall apart around me, but as long as I have God, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for their progress and for our own. I thank God for your progress and your relationship with God and where you're at and where you're going to go. And I thank him for mine. Oh, he's such a good God. I love him so much. And this has really, really touched me. It has really reminded me of some things. And I thank God for everything. And if I had to redo it, to relive it, to get to where I am today, I would. As painful as it was, as unpleasant as it was, to be where I'm at now with the Lord. It was worth it. I love him. And I love y'all. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope the Lord just continue to bless you. Keep drinking from your saucer because your cup's overflowing. I'm drinking from mine, y'all. I will see you in the next one. Bye, y'all. Mm -hmm.